Joe. I, I can't yeah. deal with, I look, I'm paying both you guys to entertain me. Both you need to be talking. I don't want a silent <laughs> guy up there just uh, half-assing it while the other guy's carrying the load. Welcome to episode number 44 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the captain of Kalahari, the patron saint of the Postal Service, the maven of Mother's Day, and the sergeant of the spicy margarita, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the heck are you? I am doing well. That's a lot of different titles for different stuff. I like it. Um, yeah. No, I'm doing well. Just got back from uh, the Kalahari uh, sales safari at Kalahari for OPA. And so those those meetings, as we were discussing right before we started recording, are always really good, but they're exhausting because it's just back mm-hmm. to back to back. So I'm doing well. I'm excited to be home. And uh, I was excited to be a part of an event like that again, you know, so I'm doing well. How about you? Doing great. No, it's nice that uh, things are, we keep talking about, it sounds like a little bit of a broken record, but things are opening up yep. and it uh, kind of reminds you of how things used to be. But you know, there's something else that can kind of be a little bit of a time machine and transport you back in time. Ooh, tell me about that, Bill. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, we all know recognition isn't just a one-time event. I mean, that's pretty clear. You know, to really make a difference in employee engagement, Kirby, companies have to look more than, they have to look past just today. They have to create a culture of appreciation that really permeates the organization. And this is where a value partner with decades of experience comes in. Mm. And I think we know there's no better partner in the industry for that than Jay Charles. They truly understand that each piece of recognition merchandise is really a time machine that transports Mm. the recipient back in time to that moment of recognition, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, several different times in my career where I've gotten some sort of recognition with the rising star in the back. And, and when you see those things, it's like, I remember being in Nashville. I remember being at the event and so, sort of all the people that were around. And uh, it is funny how it really does. It's like a, it's like a time machine transports yeah. you. And the emotions just come flooding back. You can actually put yourself right back in that moment. So, you know, whether it's a traditional crystal award, exquisite clock, a beautiful vase, or even elegant drinkware, you can use to toast the best of times with cherished friends and family. J. Charles' team will work with you to create merchandise that's not just for today, Kirby. It's forever. And so we invite you to head over to jcharles.com, look at some of the fabulous merchandise and partner with your partner with your client and also partner with the great team at J. Charles. They're going to design something that's just fabulous and will last truly a lifetime. Love it. All right, Kirby. So here we are, episode number 44 of the Promo Front Podcast. I thank you for having the courage to not shave today. And- <laughs> yeah, I forgot to pack a razor. <laughs> That's all right. We have uh, we have uh, the promo upfront section of the podcast. I have the honor this week. Okay. For the first time, I had to kind of scrounge for something. Mm, not okay. scrounge. That's not fair. But nothing really jumped out at me. Right. You've and been this one did. Yeah, okay. this one did, though, Kirby. I don't know if you saw this. Is Vistun is leaving promo. Mm, yeah, I did see that headline. Kind of. Okay. All right. So it's not going to impact their other companies, Digispec or CounterPoint, um, right. as it relates to promo. 
They're still operating, as a quote from them, they're still operating and will be available to handle products, but is no longer seeking to actively grow in the promotional market. They're going to focus on food packaging, which I believe is a big, por- obviously a big portion of their business. So their products have already been removed from industry databases. On May 15th, which is just about a week and a half away, 10 days away from when we're recording this on Cinco de Mayo, uh, Vizton promo website's going to be shut down. And then here's this quote from Joe Davis, who's the director of sales and customer service for Vizton. The lead, so I want you to really listen to this. This is why they're getting out of promo. And I, I find this fascinating and I really do want to dig into this. The lead time and minimum requirements within the promotional industry have been a major hurdle for us whenever we have had to increase either. Over the years, we have increased lead time and minimums. This has been difficult in the promotional market where small quantities and quick lead time are critical to to success. Unfortunately, we can no longer support quick lead time orders. We will help with every project we are able to. If there is sufficient time and the quantity meets our minimum, we will gladly produce any order. And I thought, wow, it is the first supplier I've seen say, you know what? You're pushing the supply chain too much. Mm -hmm. We're not Amazon. And I find it fascinating that they decided to say, we don't, we'll, we'll, if you have a big order, we'll kind of do it, but we're yeah. not actively pursuing it anymore. What do you think about that, Kirby? I, so yeah, that is, I'm, I'm super glad you brought this up. This is interesting because as you pointed out, kind of getting out of it, they will take the right projects. And I, sure. I, I actually think that it puts them in a custom space. Yeah. And it reminds me of like, when, whenever anybody says, well, you know, you shouldn't take an order from this or shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. This sort of reminds me of, look, I'm going to take any order that comes to right. us, right? It's what you actively pursue that mm-hmm. in market for and work toward yep. that really shapes your company. If, if somebody, you know, needs 12 t-shirts, if I can figure out a way to do it and help them, I'm not going to go tell them to pound sand. I'm just not going to chase that. And it right. sounds a little bit like the, sort of what Vizdun is saying is saying, look, look, we still do all this custom stuff, but it's got to be this many and it's got to be this and it's got to take six weeks and it's like right. the end. We're just not going to, we're not going to argue about it anymore. And I think a lot of people are going to look at the news and say, well, they couldn't cut it, couldn't cut it. They're not changing with the times. They're not adapting to what their audience wants. And I say, absolutely not. I actually applaud this move by them. I think it's smart business. If they can't support what their clients are demanding, doesn't mean what the clients are demanding uh, is rational, practical, or realistic. Right. They're saying what what the industry is needing right now, we can't do in a cost-effective, profitable way. So instead of limping along and trying to cut corners, Mm. trying to do it, they're saying, we're going to support the larger orders. If they come in, if they don't, great, that's fine too. I really wish more suppliers were this transparent. I absolutely love, look, they got to do what's best for their business, just like you do. You just talked about a 12-piece T-shirt order. You might do it, but you might also kick that to four imprint because it's just not something yeah. you want to deal with, right? Right. I just love the fact that they were transparent about it. I applaud that type of transparency. Right. It wasn't just, we're leaving the promo industry. Yeah, peace out. <laughs> I, love, I love that there's actual thought. Of course, there's always thought behind those type of moves, but there's actual explanation behind it. I really, really thought what an interesting... Um, and really honorable way to say, we can't support it. Well, and the other thing that you mentioned there, and again, this is all bubbling to me as I'm, I'm hearing sure. it, but you said, hey, they're out of all the industry databases. Yep. I actually think one, one of the challenges for suppliers 
are those databases where mm -hmm. uh, people are doing uh, searches and they're doing it based on price and price only. And so the only way to bubble to the top is to, like you said, cut corners. It's one of the reasons I think we, like many people like me get frustrated with the nickel and dime charges. Suppliers are forced into those nickel and dime charges yeah. because they have to compete on those right. sites. And by taking yourself off that site, you're just saying, look, we're, we're a custom, we're custom yeah. shop. That's what we do. Well, <laughs> and the other thing is, Distributors, I don't think, realize, we, we've touched on this before, but it always bears repeating. I don't think distributors realize the thin margin suppliers are actually working on. Mm. It's not the 30 or 35% distributors generally fight for and shoot for. Much, much smaller. And so a, a decision like this for them to focus on their food packaging, obviously they've done the internal numbers. They've done the research. They've right. made the decision. It works for them. I just love, like I said, I just love the fact that they, they, I, I wouldn't, they wouldn't call out the industry so much, but they really were very pointed in saying we can't support this. And I wonder how many other suppliers who also have different business segments that don't demand the type of, of quick turnaround that the promotional market does. I wonder how many of them are going, man, I wish we'd do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it really is interesting. Just focusing on what you do and what, what you do best and, and stop trying to half play in a, in a place where you're, you're struggling anyway. I, I, yeah. I do. I think it makes sense. Awesome. All right. Well, there's your promo up front topic for the day, Kirby. I believe you have another topic for us to chew on. Yeah, Let's so go. Yeah, so one of the places that you and I always say that is a font of topics for us here is the promotional products professionals. Yeah, yes. And so um, I know you know about this because we yep. both kind of actively participated in this post. I think it was last week um, that there was a post on that page calling out Common Skew um, mm -hmm. about you know a potential. Uh, data data breach data breach or whatever and so i bring it up to say that uh, just to sort of tell the story and then it was fascinating to me how number one people from common skew like people who are users mm -hmm. rallied to support them mm -hmm. and then how mark and catherine handled the deal so yeah. um in the interest of transparency, they said that there was a little bit of a snafu with the data. And again, they, they addressed this publicly. And then it was during an integration with MailChimp and, and uh, HubSpot. But they, CommonSkew is the one who found out about it. They mm -hmm. figured out the data breach, fixed it before anything happened, but then took the proactive step to um, reach out to the distributors that were affected. And let mm -hmm. them know that it happened and that it had been fixed and and kind of fell on the sword on something that they could have not told anybody. They could have tried to hide, right. you know, or lie about it or any other number of things that they didn't do. And so even in the social media post, they did the same thing. They said, here's exactly what happened. Here's what we did. I felt like it was, and it was, to, to spin it forward, what we found out later was the person who posted this was a fake account. Yeah, it was a fake profile. Fake profile. They they got on there and then posted it. So obviously nefarious and right. sinister in some way. Um, but I really wanted to call them out because I was like, it's this is a case study on A, what happens when you take a, a, a challenge and address it with complete transparency. Mm-hmm. 
And then the other part is what happens when you've done that for years? Because the, yeah. the community of people rallying around them saying, hey, we've got their back. That was really interesting and fascinating to me. And I was curious to kind of get your, because you and I haven't talked about it. Yeah, I think that's the bigger, the, the second thing you said, I think to me is the bigger story. When you've done the right thing, you've conducted yourself in, in, the, in a fair and right manner, you have, you, you build your business with such a high degree of integrity when something like that does happen, um, a data breach or whatever it might be, and my understanding, it actually only affected two of their customers, just right. two. Yeah. And they called them, I believe, within the hour that they found out. Right. I think Mark and Catherine split that up. When so many people from the community, and when I say the community, these aren't all common skew customers. Right. They were just people who have had interactions with Mark and Catherine or know people who work there and know the type of people that they hire. Yeah. Um, I was part of that defense. I know yep. you were as well as a common mm -hmm. skew customer. I'm not a common skew customer. Right. I think that speaks volumes to the type of people and kind of company culture they have so thoughtfully, intentionally, and carefully built. You know, when I found out it was a fake account, uh, I don't know what your feeling was. I, I, I got really angry. Yeah. I got really angry because that is, um, that's not someone misunderstanding the situation or blowing it out of proportion because the way they wrote it was, yeah, it was I salacious. called the common skew and, and man, I had to drag it out of them. They finally fessed up. I mean, it was a very tonal post. And to find out it was someone who, doesn't exist. Obviously the person who wrote it exists. We just don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that to me, that just stems from jealousy. That stems from uh, a lot of sour grapes. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that person is. I'd love to know, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, also, I don't care. I just think it's so sad and pathetic that uh, I would assume some sort of competitor is reduced to doing something like that. Um, yeah. But, and, but I loved how the company rallied. I love how yeah. the company addressed it because talk about customer service, right? because I don't want to hear anybody tell me how great their customer service is. I'll experience it. And hopefully I never have to, <laughs> yeah. that will tell me what your customer service is. The way they handled it and jumped right on it tells you everything you need to know about common skew. Yeah. And, and it was funny because it was, I kind of thought it, it sort of backfired the con the, mm -hmm. you know, the idea because, because oh, yeah. people were commenting, I've never seen a company act like this. I want to yep. learn more. <laughs> so it, oh, it yeah. had, and, and here, it, here's the difference between you and me is for sure. I do care. I actually do want to know because that is a gutless asshole who did that. And I would love to tell them to their face. Uh, well, I, yeah, I would too, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things that unfortunately we'll never know. Yeah. And so, I mean, I doubt we'll never, we'll ever know. It's just, it's just, it, to me, it's just, it's just sad. You know, Mark and Catherine have intentionally built something that's uh, fairly special in the industry, fairly unique in the industry, extremely unique in the industry. And if somebody just throw pot shots at it, I mean, they could do that to you. They could do that to me. Totally. So that part bothers me uh, greatly. Yep. So, good topic. Good topic. But you know something that doesn't bother me, Kirby? What's that? Something that brings me all manner of, oh, let's call it joy, shall we? We should. Promotional products. My favorite, my favorite medium of advertising. You know, Kirby, I don't know if you're aware of this. The only advertising medium where the recipient says, thank you. So uh, do you have a promotional product you'd like to share with us today? I do. And I, I will say it was actually harder to choose this week because I obviously I just was at mm -hmm. that event where I actually yeah. got to 
face-to-face meet with people and get real live samples. Real humans. Yeah, it was really cool. And so I was very appreciative of that. And one of the one of the suppliers happens to be our sponsor today. And okay. they gave me this beautiful drink oh, piece. The gratitude glass. The gratitude glass from, and look here, if you can see on the inside. From our good pals at Jay Charles. Jay Charles. And so I thought they actually, it was a, they gave each of the participants who went through, mm-hmm. and this was in a beautiful box, which I don't have in front yep. of me, but it was really well packaged. And again, just a really nice way to show appreciation, not only to your, see, to me, this is like, yeah. this would be great for employees, but it'd also be great for your prospects. So and, and you I know, I happen to have one right here too. I have my own very own gratitude glass and you can see the brand of eight logo mm-hmm. right inside there. It's kind of cool when you drink it. I think it's a 14 ounce double old fashioned glass. And it's a really, it's I, nice. they're, they're a drinkware. I mean, honestly, they're, they're drinkware is second to none in the industry and that deep etching that does not wash off in any yeah. way, shape or form. It's fabulous. Yeah, very yeah, cool. So anyway, stuff. That, was a, that was a fun piece. That's great. That is a great promotional product, Kirby. All right. I've got another topic. Gracias. Food. Oh, de nada. (laughs) Food products, Kirby. Okay. Food products um, really invading the promotional product space. Mm. Um, I know, I don't know if you saw the announcement earlier this week. uh, PCNA is now introducing uh, a couple food products Hmm, in in their line. Um, Obviously, you got Hub, which they've really expanded with Batch and Bodega. Mm -hmm. And then Gemline a couple years ago, maybe a little less than that, came out with their food towers and gift baskets and boxes and things. I feel like for the first time, an organization like a Maple Ridge Farms has some competition in that space. I wanted to get your perspective on, it seems like food is really becoming much more of a, a thought in terms of promotional products where it's kind of been this afterthought for, for oh, yeah. too long. Yeah. And uh, what took these people so long? Yeah. Well, so it's, it's funny because this was a topic of conversation. Maple Ridge was one of the suppliers mm-hmm. and uh, Molly is, is amazing. And, and so she yep. was there and, and she was saying, you know, how do we get more sales with us? Right. That was the question. Right. And I actually, uh, it was, it, it's a topic because clearly it's a trend in the industry that we as yeah. an organization aren't on top of yet. And so yeah. my whole thing is I need to, one of the things I do is, and you know this about me, we are users of self-promo and brand, like yeah. we are all in on doing self-promos and, and handing out uh, swag, branded merchandise, whatever. Right. We've not done a lot with that. And and I, I'm not a sweet eater. So that's one of the challenges, right? So I just, yeah. so I think that one of the things that we need to do is do more self-promos in the food space, regardless of whether it's with Maple Ridge or Batch of Bodega. But it is, what I like about it now is it does feel like each of them is carving out a space in it. Yeah, they have different niches. And and so, I mean, I think they all definitely coexist. And I mean, there's certainly probably some overlap and all that, but I just love that the fact that there's some options too, because there are food options that aren't sweets, right? The salty snack treats and things like that. I just think it's really cool that um, choice, choice Mm -hmm. is always good for the distributor and you as the client, as the client for suppliers that you have choice. Um, And and I love the folks at Maple Ridge Farms. I mean, they're such great people. I just love, and I have a feeling knowing them as creative as they are, this type of competition is just going to make them better. Oh yeah. And this isn't a commercial for Maple Ridge Farms or PCNA or Batch and Bodega. It's just, I think it's very cool how food is really becoming an actual product now in our industry where it's kind of been on the fringe. It feels like for so long. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. And it's, and again, it comes back to the idea that for a long time, it was just fourth quarter where you showed that appreciation now with the work from home thing. I really, and the other piece is some of the, the folks who do food, they were in the dropship business before. 
Right. So they knew like some of this other, you know, many of the other suppliers have done a great job sort of getting into that space and whatever. But I was like, they're the OGs at this, right? Because they've done this for for years. And so um, I think you're seeing also that that you're coming up, they're coming up with many options that can go all year round. No right? question. Because one of the challenges, you know, is with the chocolate or whatever, it might melt. Yeah. And there's just more options now, which is great. Absolutely. And then a lot of them are shipping ice creams and things. Like that. So it's really yeah, cool. That's stuff. crazy. So yeah. I just love the fact that the, you know, food is becoming a much broader category mm-hmm. because it is one of those things. It's not a traditional personal product that you're going to keep forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does create a feeling and an emotion and a memory. So it's still very much a promotional product, especially when it's packaged the right way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Kirby, got another topic for us? Yeah, I got a couple here. I want to see where. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to throw this one. This is outside of the industry just for to do something a little bit different. But I saw Okey a headline dokey. that Google is saving $1 billion a year mm-hmm. from work from home. Okay. So, so pre-pandemic, Google employees traveled regularly, enjoyed an exceptional right. array of in-office amenities. Um, but they said that there has confirmed that they are plotting a hybrid schedule that combines office and remote and will still they'll modify the desks and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing to, to to try and bring people back but the idea like don't get me wrong i think it's different regions are sure. handling this differently um but when an organization is saving one billion dollars yeah. does that blow you away as much as does me yeah. And actually I, I did see the headline. Okay. Um, didn't, didn't read it to me. It was like one of those articles that the headline told me pretty much everything I needed <laughs> yeah, to know. Yeah, that's fair. That's so I, I generally do like to read the article, but it's like, I think that summed it up. <laughs> um, I'm actually, and maybe this is kind of a subtopic of your topic, but I think the pandemic in our overall reaction to it is going to shift our daily lives forever more than we ever really realized. Mm. I really am coming around to thinking that. I mean, for a while I thought, okay, pandemic will get over whenever it's over and then we'll try to get back to as close as we were before. I don't think that anymore. I don't think that at all. I think you're going to see industries die. I don't know how, I mean, there's still gonna be a place for movie theaters, but the way they used to be with 20 screens and all over the place, I don't see that anymore. Mm. I have HBO Max. So I have movies that are coming out the same day in the theaters as they are on my television and the popcorn's fresher and the beer's colder and, you know, all those things. So I think you're going to see that. And and so same thing with the uh, commercial office space, Kirby. I think we said in the beginning of this, boy, that's not a business I want to be in right now as a commercial office space. I think you're going to see a lot of these commercial office spaces converted into residential mm. um, because quite frankly, I don't think a lot of people are going back to the office the way they were. I think there'll be smaller shared spaces. This team comes in Mondays and Thursdays. This team comes in Tuesdays and Fridays, that type of thing. So you, I like what exactly what Google's doing because there is the cost savings. And I think people kind of started overall have embraced working from home and kind of figured that out to, to a large extent. I could be wrong. Gosh knows I've been wrong before, but <laughs> I'm kind of thinking that it's going to be in, especially in larger metropolitan areas. I think this is what you're going to see. I think that's what you just said. I'll, I'll totally buy. Um, because I, it is it, even just this week, right? Like, so we were there meeting with suppliers and suppliers from all over. Mm-hmm. It is really still amazing to me how different Oh yeah. Different states are handling 
Like, oh yeah, like it's that's crazy to me. And we're in the interest of transparency. I mean, certainly there's been uh, Ohio's been affected, and we've. But I actually think my life in a small area at this point, like it's yeah, it's pretty normal. And we were we got back to the office pretty quickly, and we wanted to, and all that sort of thing. But then there's other folks. It's like, good lord. It, Places in the United States that are still completely shut down. It, it's well, just so bizarre I've, to me. As I've told my friends who are international friends, this is when you really realize that we're 50 separate countries under one flag. And we are. I mean, and there's no, you know, the, the, the central federal government can't dictate a lot of those things. But uh, I, I do, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think in smaller towns and things like that, it's not, you know, like in Coshocton, mm -hmm. I wouldn't see this radical shift. Right. I think in the larger cities, you're going to see it. I think you're going to see travel cut back. I think you're going to see less trade shows. That's not to say there's not a place for travel, business travel. There's not a place for in-person trade shows because there absolutely is. And it's every, if you look at history, everything's a pendulum mm -hmm. and it always swings back and forth. And we're at a point now, it's going to continue for a while swinging away from hopping on a plane, um, seeing that. And it'll get to a point where you realize it's important for me to see my clients. Yeah. I've got to see them. So it, it, there's a happy medium. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I But I, I do think for the most part right now, it's you can just handle this in Zoom. Yeah. Or you can just handle this virtually. I agree though with you, there is such a huge place oh, nice. for that in-person, face-to-face, you see the body language, you, you, you go to dinner, you spend hours with people as opposed to 20 minutes. Yeah. There's so much value to that. Yeah. And again, and I know that we don't probably have time to dig into it, but it was, it was so apparent at this event with OPA this week, people were in such joyous moods and there really is a difference. It like, yeah. like in, in grabbing, you know, an actual yeah. thing and seeing how it feels and how, because there is so, so much that you can't tell on a screen that yeah. it was, it was great to touch apparel again. <laughs> yeah. I think what this will end, yeah, I agree with you. And I think what this will end up doing is kind of right. Um, I think what this will end up doing is kind of right sizing mm -hmm. the way travel is and businesses, yeah. things like that. Like, that is there sense. a reason that Google had X amount of employees in a building? Probably not. So this, this is a form of correction that probably yeah. makes sense for them. So yeah. great topic though. And I know we kind of went all over, but yeah, it was fun. Bit, but uh, all right. you want to go another one or you want to go? There's a time I, for I, game time. I think it's time for game time. But, game time. But, Kirby, you have the party in the back. I wanted oh. to give a shout out. You've probably seen it. Uh, you have it. Okay, cool. Uh, Paul Kiwi, uh, yes. both, both you and I's buddy, uh, just wrote yep. a book, Summit, Reaching the Peak of Your Potential. It's really targeted to the, the promo industry. Yep. And so I, anybody who puts in the work to put in a book, you know, it's like, I, I want to at least give them a shout out. I thought this was I, great. I picked, I got mine Monday, um, ordered it on Thursday, but they're so backlogged because so many people ordering this. A great read. I've already started reading really consumable stuff, really good stuff. And if you don't know Paul Kiwi, don't know first of all where where have you been but <laughs> right. second of all the guy's a legend and there's a reason i've learned from him i know kirby has yeah. and countless other people both in and out of the promotion products industry uh summit reaching the peak of your potential uh from paul kiwi and that was absolutely not scripted i had no idea you were doing yeah that. <laughs> and it really is just sitting here on my desk yeah so cool um all right, right so, so game it's game time, time. yeah sorry uh, so it occurs to me, we were just talking about having events in person. And yep. so uh, PPAI, they're planning to do Vegas again. And so I was thinking about uh, about talking about, it, it feels like a hundred years since we've done it, right? Yep. But I want to give you either, uh, neither, 
or both. That's our game today. Okay. Either, neither, both. Either, neither, both. Either, neither, both. Got it. And for Vegas style. Okay. Got it. Is there so, any wrong answers? That, eh, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? So either, yep. neither, or both. When you yep. are in Vegas. Yeah. Poker or blackjack? Neither. All right. Craps? I'm craps guy. Craps. Craps or oh, roulette? Oh, craps all day long. Okay. Uh, slots or video poker? Oh, neither. I'm sorry. I'm not, a, I'm not 500 years old. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. A few more. Burn. I want to interact. If I'm going to gamble, I want to be at a table where there's action and, intera- and interaction with people. I don't love the thought of just sitting there and pulling the yeah, lever. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I find I, that boring. You and, you and I are 100% on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Um, burger bar or Fogo de Chap? Uh, Fogo de Chon. Okay, sorry. Because, that's okay. Burger bar is closed. They R- shut down because of the pandemic. They really? Okay, back. see there? So I would go, you And right. plus, it's always fun to watch you. You love that place. <laughs> I know do. how much you love that place. And every time you go in there, your eyes get really big. And you got Neat. your little card there, green and red. And I'm like, oh, green, baby. Just keep it coming. Keep it coming. Meat on swords. You cannot go wrong. I'm, I'm you cannot go wrong with meat on swords. Yeah. Mandalay Bay or Luxor? Neither. Ooh, okay. That was I was not expecting that answer. I'm kind of thinking when I make my grand re-entrance, as the rest of us will in 2022, I'm staying off campus. I think I'm going to stay somewhere else. Mm, all right. I, I kind of like being away from the crowd a little bit, but I'd okay. be at the Mandalay Bay and that, that, that area for a lot. But I... I'm so tired of that complex. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind staying somewhere else and having breakfast somewhere else and getting in an Uber and getting fresh air and actually making sure I'm getting outside every day. So oh, I'm kind of thinking neither. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to we're gonna have to plan that. Yeah. Um, eye candy or foundation room? Neither. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with I, you on that. <laughs> I, I, I don't like crowds. Yeah. I, and eye candy is is really just... So, you know, what well, it's a, the, a vile den of thieves. I just don't love that place. And foundation room is always just way too crowded for me. I yeah. like foundation room, but, sad, but I'm saying neither. Yeah, it's, it's funny. That was, so there's some of these things that as I was looking through, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'll look forward to going back there. And so the, as I rose those, I was like, I'm not, I don't miss those. I didn't miss the, yeah. either one of those. I candy creeps me out. Yeah. Uh, two more. Yeah. Minus five or rerun. Oh, both okay all right um i kind of like the ice bar do you um if i have to pick one and i know i don't i go re-raw uh I, now, i'm actually not going to say it because it's one of the best kept secret secrets in vegas i will not say it but i like re-raw well say it no you <laughs> okay. can't make me okay you're right i can't okay final one yeah. while you're in vegas you catch a show will you do pen and teller or a cirque show oh any search show. I, I can't yeah. deal with, I look, I'm paying both. You guys entertain me both. You need to be talking. I don't want a silent <laughs> guy up there just uh, half-assing it while the other guy's carrying the load. And I think we all know what we're saying there. No, <laughs> totally search show. They're usually much more entertaining, much more of a uh, wonder. I love wonder when I see a show, yeah. so much wonder in what they do. So, but you know, what's something we don't have to wonder about Kirby. What's that bill? Thank you for knowing to ask. Wondering where and who we partner with when it comes to really 
amazing recognition merchandise in the promotional products industry. You're holding up your Jay Charles gratitude glass, such a great piece. You know, there's no better partner in the industry than Jay Charles when it comes to greeting those memories that last a lifetime. It's not just for today, it's really forever. So head over to jcharles.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. They really understand that each piece of recognition merchandise is really a time machine that does transport you back in time to when you were recognized. And you know, when you really think about life, it's not about the things you did. It's about the stories you can tell. Mm. And what a great story that uh, a really beautiful piece of recognition merchandise can tell that story, whether it's just you looking at it or enjoying that with family and friends. So jcharles.com, not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, I appreciate you on this Cinco de Mayo rushing back from the sales safari at Kalahari to broadcast at a uh agave level today let's call it <laughs> okay. um but thank 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 you so much and i'll see That's you fun. next week for number 45 beautiful That's right.